You are tuned in to 106.1 FM, WSCLA, Portsmouth. We are Portsmouth Community Radio. My name is Stephen Kerrigan, and you are listening to the program Local Folk. It's a program where we're bringing people in from all around the community that are participating in uh, all kinds of different uh, music around here, mostly traditional music. Um, I have somebody with me today who I'm going to interview who uh, originally, well, I think throughout his life he didn't really listen to the traditional music all too much, but when he finally did get the bug, boy, he really got it. And um, I'm going to be very excited to be interviewing him with you today. I'm not going to announce him quite yet because I've got a few things that I need to go over. Let's see. I also wanted to just uh, thank Janae McCartan, who wrote a great article in the paper about my show. In fact, um, I really enjoyed reading it, and I just wanted to give her a thank you for her great story called New Year, New Show, all about this great new show. Um, if you'd like to read more about it, I believe you could find it online, or it was in yesterday's uh, Sunday's paper. So I think that that is a really great thing that she decided to write a great story about me. All right. That is all that we've got going on. So I think that that's really all that I need to uh, mention. Once again, this is the program Local Folk, and I am your host, Steve Kerrigan. I've uh, I've been somebody who's been a singer in sessions around here for a long time, but I have to say that in a lot of ways I'm still very much an amateur uh, myself in terms of history and tradition and all sorts of other things. So... um, you know, sometimes I'd like to help to. What I'd like to help people to do is to. I'd like to bring people to the music. I'd like to bring new people into the music. And um, last week I had uh, Bruce McIntyre, who they call the Pavarotti of the press room. He's been there for a long time. He's been playing there for over ten years. Uh, you know, he's one of the core people at the press room session. And uh, today I actually have somebody who is a little bit uh, different than that, or I should say, uh, very, very much different. And uh, his name is Jeff Murdoch. Now, I don't think that he, I'm going to ask him about this, but I don't think that he originally, I don't think he was born with a fiddle in his hands uh, or anything like that. I think that he had a little bit different history that we're going to ask him about. But I do know that when he decided that he was going to get into the music, he got into it in a way that, in it, with a fervor that I've never really seen in anybody um, before. So I'd like to talk with him about that. There are about a million resources for new people to get into the music. Jeff, I think, knows and participates in probably just about every single one of them. Uh, He brought in some great music for us to listen to today, and let's welcome him, Jeff Murdoch. Um, Hi, Steve. Uh, Thanks very much for having me in here. You're very, very welcome. Um, I did want to... Just start off by saying that um, a little history about you. Okay, you're a Portsmouth native. Uh, uh, you lived in Bell Labs, New Jersey, and then you finally returned to Portsmouth. Now, um, so you were born in Portsmouth. Um, I'm from Portsmouth originally. Um, my family goes way back around here. Um, I understand from my mother doing some genealogy research that we go way back around here. Um, I've got some ancestry that comes over from Scotland. Um, hence the name Murdoch, but um, yeah. my mother's name is an English name. And uh, for at least 200 years, there's relatives that go back right around here, lobster fishermen, people like that, um, a lot of them. Oh, sounds like you're interested in history and historical things. Uh, a little bit. My mother sure, surely was, yeah. Okay, and so that was interesting to you. Um, growing up, did you listen to traditional music? Um, not exactly. I, I, you know, as a little kid, I played 
piano um, mm-hmm. uh, as a teenager. I played some guitar. Um, when I was around here, I did get to see some interesting people, uh, mostly guitarists, Harvey Reed and Ed Gerhardt in particular. Um, and I guess that became what I thought my goal was. And I took some guitar lessons and continued to go back to it. But And, and I had the illusion I was kind of good, but I really wasn't. And, um, and then... Um, I got taken out of New Hampshire for a while because I got a really good job. I used to work at Bell Laboratories, which oh. is which everybody that has a physical science background wants that. Right. Uh, and then I got kind of stuck down there. I found it very difficult to get back here. Yes. And uh, when I finally got back here, I, I had a lot of determination to stay here. Okay. And um, hanging around the press room and seeing the traditional music... Um, there's a lot of things I liked about that. It, it, it seems like a very valuable resource here in Portsmouth. That's a very, that's a very hard thing to replace any place else. So, well, let me ask you something actually uh, about the um, your first experience with a session. Is that what uh, lit the match, so to speak? Is that what uh, you, you walked in one day and you heard? Uh, a session going on, and you said, boy, this is uh, something that's very interesting to me? N- not entirely. I, mean, I was up here for a while before I really jumped in. Um, I had one thing happen that kind of reset my clock, and that was my house all of a sudden decided to burn down. Oh. Um, and you'd be surprised how much you have to reevaluate <laughs> everything. I mean, you a- it's amazing how confused you can be. I mean, I-, I had to ask myself why I'm in New Hampshire, why I own a house, why I want to... Why, should I rebuild this or yeah. not? Should I? Why am I not living in a grass hut in Tahiti? Uh, what, uh, you you ask all these really uh, fundam- fundamental questions, and um, you have to make a new plan. Um, and one thing that was a burden for me is that I had a zillion hobbies. I I just had everything, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't good at anything. I, see. I was just really bad at a whole lot of things. Wow! And then it eventually got to where even all my stuff was broken. You know, mm-hmm. I had seven bicycles, and I couldn't go out on a bike ride until I fixed the flat tires on all seven of them. And um, I ju- I just uh, you know somebody wiser than myself decided that the house really needed to be burned down and, and get rid of that problem. So after that happened, I just decided that I was going to pick one thing and really go with it. And the thing that popped to the top was the press room session, um, the music there, the connection with Portsmouth that I really wanted to preserve. Um, and and I, I was also fueled a little bit by the skepticism. I, I mean, for a little while, I was just sitting there drinking beer and eating nachos and watching the people play and, and telling everybody what a great musician I was going to be sometime soon. Yeah. And yeah. and people just looked at me like I was crazy. And it was very easy to think I was pretty crazy because yeah. I was very confused right then yeah. with, the, with the house recently going up in flames. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so everybody just thought I was nuts. And um, and I just, something kept my determination going with that. Um yeah, I, I, you know, I have to say that I see some instruments here. They look like they're in beautiful shape as opposed to seven bicycles with, um, you know, with, with flat tires. So it sounds like it was almost a cathartic experience. And yeah. at the time you decided to really take stock of what was important to you. And I suppose you decided that the music was important to you. That was part of it. Yeah. And um, one person in particular really um, helped me to solidify an early commitment to that and that was Bruce McIntyre. Oh really? Okay. And hey, he was our uh, he was our guest last would, week. That's wonderful. Yeah, and he was Bruce our... actually and like I said before, just um uh he, he is uh, somebody who participates in the in the 
session down at the press room on Friday nights. And actually, I'd like to play a song just to give people an idea of what's going on down there. I'd like to play a song that you brought in by Mudhook, actually, which is a band that spawned from the sessions in, uh, you know, at the press room. And this is a jig from their recent CD, uh, often played there. David Halwell, Alan Eaton, uh, Mike Janot, and Peter Hale. Now, David and Peter are actually down at another session tonight. At Re- well, I don't know if it's a session, but they play Monday nights at Rira. I'd love to have them in sometime. I believe that I will. And um, what I'm going to do is just play the song, and then we'll come right back to you. This is something that is played down at the press room at the type of session that Jeff listens to, and it's by Mudhook. And here we go. <laughs> This is Stephen Kerrigan, and you are listening to Local Folk. We actually just listened to uh, a song, a tune by Mudhook, actually. Um, now, this is a type of song that you would hear at a traditional music session. Now, this was not um, uh, a recording from the session. This was actually a recording from their uh, CD, but they are veteran uh, sessioners, actually. Now, you go into these places, and you hear this great stuff. Uh, we're actually here with Jeff Murdoch. This is who I'm speaking with. You go into these places. You hear these great songs. You decide uh, tunes. Pardon me. You know what? I have to say, I'm a musician. I'm a I'm a singer. So to me, like everything's a song, and these are tunes. Anything without words is a tune. So shame on me, and uh, pardon me for for mixing those things up. Maybe if I had a good teacher, 
Good teacher, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that, actually. You heard this stuff. You say, your house burnt down. You listen to this music. You say, this is what I want to do. Tell me about your teacher. Uh, well, I, um, Dave Sered is indisputably the best uh, mandolin player around here when you focus on this kind of traditional music. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other people that I used to listen to in guitar. Um, Harvey Reed really was who I had in mind when I first thought about music. But then after I got kind of recalibrated to the press room sessions, you know, I, I, th- I thought of these mandolin family instruments as something that I wanted to do. Yep. And I'd always had Dave Sered's recordings. Um, when I was stuck down in New Jersey, um, you know, I would always go jogging to those early recordings that Dave Surrett did. And um, he put out a CD called Green Mandolin recently, which is all Celtic mandolin music, and it's just it's just made to order. And with a guy like him around here, there just isn't an excuse to go anywhere else. Well, I actually would like to play a song, uh, a tune, pardon me, tune. Uh, by him. Uh, that was recorded off the soundboard at the Mini Mandolin Madness Festival out in Lebanon, New Hampshire, a couple of years ago. And uh, did you record this? Yep. Most of the stuff that I brought in um, is things that I personally recorded. I I am just a terror with my little handheld digital recorder, and um, I collect stuff all over the place. So I'm actually really looking forward to listening to a lot of this music because you did – I mean, there's so many ways to find and uh, to find this music. But one way – I I suppose one reason that I – don't personally play an instrument. Maybe it's just a cop out or something like that. Is because I hear it. It sounds fast. It sounds complicated. It sounds like it's not n- nothing that I would be able to do. Singing comes a lot more naturally to me. You uh, listen to it and you say to yourself, you know, that this is doable. You know, I have uh, right here actually. You know, one of the reasons that you, that you told me actually that you wrote down that you like traditional music is that you can actually play it and an adult can learn it. And um, which actually inspires me a little bit because it makes me think, well, you know, I'm an adult. Maybe I can learn <laughs> this stuff, actually. And in a couple of minutes, I'm going to go into how, how that can happen a little bit more. But um, Well, a frustration that I always had was, you know, you're not going to be able to actually do anything following the role of Harvey Reed or Ed Gerhardt or somebody like that yeah. until you're a world-class performing musician, yeah. however that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not going to go anywhere with that. But, you know, in these in these session environments or dance bands, yeah. um, you definitely can get in at some level and there's a support system and you can hide behind other musicians and you can make mistakes and it won't really matter. You could you could drop dead and the song would still get finished. <laughs> well that's good to know. Um let's play this let's play this tune by your teacher and um you chose him because you thought he was so good. I oh. think he's excellent. Nobody would give you any other advice around here. Absolutely not. Here we have Dave Surrett. This is something that Jeff Murdoch recorded, and it is it is called Nordica. I'm sorry. It's called Nordicana. This is a couple of tunes of mine that... Um, well, here we he, go. He'll uh, tell us what it's called. <laughs> Thank ago, God. Um, on a recording. Um, the first one's called The Green Mandolin. And the second one is called Nordicana.
All right. This is Steve Kerrigan. You're listening to Local Folk, and that was several tunes by Dave Surrett, including a tune called Nordicana, and that was recorded by my guest, Jeff Murdoch, and it was recorded from the soundboard at the Mini Mandolin Madness. I think that that tune, those tunes were just really nice. There was, I can see why you would want somebody like that to teach you how to do these things. And uh, the next thing that I want to talk about, actually, is is how you get from where you were to, well, not exactly Dave Surrett, but just being able to play up to that pace. And uh, I know they, there are these sessions called slow sessions, actually, and they're places where people get together and take these tunes and they play them slower than normal. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I, I guess um, one area in which I can be some authority is, is beginner resources because I went through that fairly recently. Um, you can go to full speed sessions, and I put the press room in that category. There are others that are much faster and more intimidating, and it's a real question of how you get started. Um, again, um, Bruce McIntyre was real helpful in kind of shining the flashlight down that path and showing me where to go with that. Uh, but on, on my own, I found a lot of things. I mean, in principle, I don't know that you couldn't learn music just by getting free resources off the Internet and looking in books. And certainly I own every book that I thought had any merit at all. Um, but there are some slow sessions around. There's one in the basement of the Barley House in Concord. Um, and I w- was involved in that for a while. There's another run by Seth Austin up in Wakefield. He, he On Thursdays, he meets at 6 o'clock for a beginner session, and he moves at 7 o'clock into the intermediate or advanced session. Um, there are some other things I uncovered, too. Um, there's a group out in Kingston called Fiddler's Loft, and they're kind of intermediate level, but they're real friendly to beginners. They've been going on for about 20 years. Uh, Albert runs that and has for just a really long time. Um, another person who often runs some programs that are aimed at beginners is Ryan Thompson, who lives out in Newmarket. Um, and then um, there's another session that is run by Peter Urensky over in Durham on Wednesday nights, and that is a Canadian session, and it's really more intermediate level. You have to kind of be pretty good to exactly. do that. Um, the lamp, is, there's another there's another band around here called the Lamprey River Band. Yeah, they play at the Dover Dance, which is coming up this Thursday. Okay, and um, they've been very friendly toward beginners. They they'll let people that aren't, aren't really ready to have a microphone stuck in front of them sit in the background and kind of learn the ropes and and play. This is good. Um, these the, these is this is a lot of resources actually, and I should just mention that if you are a beginner and you're listening to this and you're saying, hey, you know, maybe I can do something like this, you can feel free to email me, s Carrigan, s c a r r i g a n at w s c a f m dot o r g, okay, s Carrigan at w s c a f m dot o r g. And I will be able to put you in touch, if it's all right with you, with with Jeff, and he should be able to forward you some of these resources. Would that be all right with you? Okay, very good, because he really is a pro. This is a a, a long list of what's going on, uh, especially beginner and intermediate resources, festivals, session venues. He really knows what's going on. So what I'd like to do, actually, is is um, just give you an example of how a slow session can translate into something faster. I actually have uh, two tunes. One, uh, Dot McKinnon, 
is the name of the tune. It's two different people playing it. Now, we have Dave Surrett playing it at first, and he's playing it slowly. Now, that's not to say that he's playing it like a beginner would. He's actually playing it. Go ahead. I see the look on your face. He's playing it really beautifully, actually. Oh, it's got all the characteristics of um, of a Celtic tune. I yeah. Notice all the little extra notes, the little passing notes. Mm-hmm. Notice the syncopation, the, um, the swing that the music has. Yeah. Um, and the funny harmony. I don't know how much music theory you want me to squawk about in here, but it'll... I'm, it, I'm a newbie, you know. It's modal, and, and I can explain something about that if you think you, we have time. But, I don't know. Well, I uh, do know this, that it starts slow and really beautiful, and then I've merged it with uh, Cynthia McCloud, and she's playing Dot McKinnon's reel, and she's playing it faster. Yeah, uh, in the and Prince so she, Edward Island style. A Prince Edward Island style. Okay, it, 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 it's a very powerful minor reel in the Prince Edward Island style, and this was taught... Uh, to you at Maine Fiddle Camp by Dave Surrett. Okay. Yep. And uh, this is actually from one of Cynthia's CDs. She likes she likes playing fast. Um, and she's around here. She recently gave, I don't know if she's from here, but she recently she's gave a concert. She's from Prince Edward Island. And, she okay, comes she down came here. down here to Tufton Borough to play this. So here's how you can uh, start off with something slower, and you can see how the dynamic can change as it gets quicker and as things, as things happen. Uh, this is Dot McKinnon. If it's a good tune, it sounds good fast, and it sounds good slow. I think those were both great examples of the tune, both fast and slow. They both have a certain uh, energy, actually, slow and fast. The energy is not gone when a a tune is played slowly, which um, is something that, you know, not everybody totally feels. But I'll tell you what, when you hear Dave Surrett play it slowly like that, I mean, you can't deny that there's a great bunch of energy in it. My guest, Jeff Murdoch, here. I want to just say, uh, if you were down at BCM, if Jeff was down at BCM Music Festival, he would probably bring his recorder. Absolutely. And this is a way that um, that he collects songs. This is a way that he finds things that he wants to do, and I've seen it at many sessions. Somebody just, it's nice to ask if it's okay to do so. Yep, they don't always allow it. They don't always allow it, but... And you certainly have to get somebody's permission before you go and put it on the air. Certainly you would want to do that, but um, if you were to do all of these things, you basically could do that, and you can get quite a collection of music. I, I remember that I 
learned the song Pump Shanty, uh, which is something, a uh, sea shanty that I do down at, at the press room sometimes, and I definitely learned it at a maritime session that I recorded. So what I'd like to do, actually, is just play a tune that uh, Jeff collected uh, down at the press room, and it is a tune that is performed by Gail McCarthy, who I would like to have on the show. She, she says that she's too shy to be on the show. Yeah, well, but, I, I am too, but I'm here. <laughs> that's what I say, too. Did you hear that? Uh, and also, Alan Eaton. Uh, Alan Eaton of Mudhook, and also uh, being a sessioner down there. And it's it's a beautiful tune called The Hills of New Zealand. It's written by Joni Madden. And um, did you did you learn this tune? I haven't learned it yet. Okay, you haven't learned it yet, but you're able to listen to it. Yep, it's on the list, written back of Green Mandolin. You've been able to listen to it and enjoy it, and we're going to do the same right now. Gail McCarthy and Alan uh, Gail McCarthy and Alan Eaton doing Hills of New Zealand. You are listening to Local Folk here on WSCA. And you are tuned into 106.1 FM WSCA LP Portsmouth. We are Portsmouth Community Radio. Now that particular tune was recorded at a session, but a session is not the only place where you can find music to collect and to possibly learn. Another place that you could collect, another resource for you would be societies. There are certain societies out there. Now, when I say, when I think societies, I haven't been to one of these societies, but when I think of the words of society, the word that goes right in front of it all the time is like high society, like it's something fancy. Is it fancy or is it, what is the story with, um, with some of these uh, societies out there? 
Uh, well, they range um, from camps to concert halls. Um, there's several things that are out of Concord that are uh, on the institutional end of the spectrum. Um, the Concord Community Music School has a lot of classes for kids and for adults, and they have um, they have a mandolin ensemble that is, of course, run by Dave Surratt, and, of course, I do that. They've got other ensembles out there. Um, they have quite a lot, to, quite a lot of different things that they offer, and some special events. There's the March Mandolin Festival coming up in March, um, and then they're also in Concord, um, which tends to favor institutions and organized stuff. Um, there's the Strathspain Real Society, which plays Scottish music, and um, Sylvia Misko is one of the founders of that. Okay, tell me about that actually, this because the next tune that we're going to play is by Sylvia Misko. And it is the Strathsby and Real Society mm-hmm. of New Hampshire. Okay, tell me about that. Is um, a Strathsby is a type of tune. It's okay. like a hoist, kind of like Scottish hornpipe. Guy. Okay, very good. Um, you're gonna play that now? Well, no, no, no. I mean, uh, okay. what I mean is uh, that's I had no idea what that was. Oh, it's um, <laughs> it's um, an orchestra uh, that plays Scottish music. They meet once a month on a Sunday, and they've handed out the sheet music which they've emailed you, um, and they've sent out a newsletter, and you've, you've got all that pretty well practiced when you come in. And then they play it as a group. Okay, so the, uh, so this uh, Strathsby, Real and Strathsby and Real Society of New Hampshire is actually a, a band, basically. Yeah, it's, a, it's an orchestra. Okay. And they've played... Thank you for clearing that. You know, thank you for clearing that up. I thought it was an, a, little something, a little something different, something with mahogany walls, and you need a secret... Right, password to get in there or something, and right. uh, and that's the kind of thing that they do. But it's actually it's actually a band uh, that's dedicated to Scottish music. Yep, fiddles, harps, um, all those things. Okay, well, we are actually going to play uh, a a tune by Sylvia Misko, and she's actually seventy five years old, and she's still uh, doing everything having to do with music and dance. Uh, she's even riding horses. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she still does that. Okay, so music, dance, and horses. Now, this was recorded and collected by Jeff at the recent gala concert in Concord. So let's give that a nice listen. I'm going to play first a waltz uh, called Penobscot Memory, which was written by my very good friend Vince O'Donnell, who's here today. And then a nice uh, contemporary Strathspey, and then a jig called First Try, which is a tune that I wrote myself.
Excellent. Thank you very, thank you very much, actually, um, Jeff, for bringing that in. That was Sylvia Misco. And actually, I, I also wanted to say one of the nice things about the recordings that you're bringing is that the performers are actually announcing uh, the names of their tunes. I I should, for people that are new to this out there, oftentimes several tunes are chained together and they're all put together as, as one track. So this one I was called, um, well, it was an accordion solo. By the way, Jeff tells me there's about 40 people on stage as this was going on. So this uh, was like yes, a separate. You, yeah, we would have to get written permission from everybody on stage. There's a, <laughs> there's a whole orchestra up there. But okay. um, with just an email to Sylvia, I got permission to play that. Well, that's excellent. Okay. So I'm glad that we got to listen to that. Now, there's other there's so many great places to listen and collect music. I, I'd like to mention one right now. We're actually going to play a tune that was recorded at a folk club in Rollinsford, New Hampshire, called Elysium Folk Club. And that is just a place that, uh, I think it's a labor of, of love, but it is an awesome place to go see a show. Uh, Joe Symes is the fellow that runs it, and he does a great job mixing the music, getting the word out, um, bringing in great acts, and... This next tune is actually by Kevin Burke, and he's a famous fiddler from Ireland who appeared at Elysium last year. And what is notable about this particular recording is that if you were to look at the music, or as Jeff, who is learning to to look at the music, takes a look at the music for this tune, he says, oh, this, this looks simple. Oh yeah, this is an incredible. If if someone were to slap the sheet music on the table, you would just say, "Oh, I'll, I'll just sight read the music. Go ahead and start the tune." You know, that's slow session stuff. But um, if you listen to Kevin Burke play this simple pair of jigs and just listen to the technique that he manages to, t- to throw into this, um, just all the power. It's it's really a, it's really a very simple thing that he's made powerful. All right. Well, let's let people give that a listen. We have Kevin Burke up Sligo, the Rollicking Boys around. Tandragee. Tandragee. Must be a part of Ireland. Right. Okay, very good. Here we go. Thank you. 
like we got cut off just a little bit early there. <laughs> That's okay. Boy, I have to say, though, that the recording quality that you get from that soundboard down there, uh, d- d- this is straight off Joe Syme's so- sh- uh, soundboard right at Elysium Arts, right? That one wasn't. That was off of Kevin Burke's recording. Oh, okay, okay. But this I, is a but, CD but of you, his? You get, you get really close to that just off the soundboard. So I find I was like, boy, I can't, I can't the, believe it. The ones okay. you played to Dave Surratt over there in, in Lebanon, those came right off the soundboard. Okay, sorry about that. My mistake. Hey, by the way, though, you, you can't get these recordings that Jeff has recorded there, but I know that you can get a lot of recorded Celtic music, Scottish music, and things like that down at... Uh, Celtic Crossing, where you perform sometimes, correct? Yeah, they they appreciate that. Um, if you're at a reasonable, advanced, beginner, intermediate level, they've they've tended to welcome musicians to come in and play for free. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sure, um, <laughs> come on in. But it, you know they've been really good about the uh, local music community. You see them at, down at the press room. I mean, they're they're part of the they're part of the crowd. I mean, I I do know them to be very supportive and they've, of the they've, Celtic. Yeah, they've been really supportive. Um, They've um, never hesitated to have a good, complete collection of local recordings. Um, you'll find many of these same people um, rec- with demo discs down there. Um. So not only you pr- you're you learning with uh, Dave Surrett, okay, you, you've also picked up quite a lot from Bruce McIntyre. You go to these concerts, you record them. Um, you're doing a little recording yourself. I know that as well. Um, you know, you're... You're doing so much, and then another resource that you have is you're actually picking up books uh, with CDs uh, on them. It looks like you picked up a book called 121 Favorite Irish Session Tunes Performed on Tin Whistle, L.E. McCulloch? Yep. Okay. Um, that's a really great little book. It comes with some with four CDs, and he plays really beautifully. He plays a real simple version of it once, and then he plays a fancied-up version of it. And um, that's been a really useful book. The the recordings are what makes it strong. Um, another another series of books. Now, actually, I have a question for you, just real quick. Now, when you uh, do, you just pick up the book and open up to any old page and see what you think, or do you listen to the CD, or did you go to a session and say, you know, oh, uh, Cooley's real. That that's a really great song, and then you look it up in his book and you say, hey, Cooley's real. It's right here. I think I'll listen to it and and play along with it. You just use it as a, as yeah, a resource um, on its own, or well, I, I've gone to the sessions, and when I hear something that I really like, I tap somebody on the shoulder, um, and um, collectively they seem to have decided to put up with me doing that. But I take notes, I write them down. Uh, what was the name of that tune? What was the name of that tune? What was the name of the tune three tunes ago? Um, and they've they've been nice about it. So I take my little notes, and then I go off to the library with my little books, and I copy up um, several. I, I, I copy every available version, and I kind of compare them, see what they do for ornamentation, look at the differences between them, look look at how you might use that for some variation, play it a little differently each time. Well, he probably plays it different on the CD as well. I'm actually going to play a track from a learning, and the only thing that I noticed that was really different about uh, this track on this as opposed to a track that you would find on any other CDs. I believe there's a little tempo at the beginning. Um, yeah, there's, there's a little click in maybe for the, it. Maybe a metronome. So let's give this. This is actually uh, McCulloch, who you had the pleasure of meeting. Yeah, I recognized him out at a party once out, 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 from a picture in his book. See? Yeah, yeah there you go. And I, I walked up and accused him of being Ellie McCulloch. <laughs> <laughs> and and he he said that guilty that was correct yep. guilty is charged okay very good here we go with coolies real 
was actually... Hold on, I just need to get right back to that. That was from a learning CD. It's called Cooley's Reel. And it was... Um, L.E. McCulloch is the person who put the whole book together. It's uh, something that Jeff references all the time. I actually asked him if he would play something for us right here in the studio uh, live. This is a historic moment because this is the first time that I have had a performer perform live here in the studio. So, Jeff, you're going to have to let us know what you're going to play for us. Uh, right now it's called Tuning. Tuning. This is one of my. This is one of my favorites. Actually, uh, you hear this all the time. So, anything else with us? Yep, I'm all set. Um, okay. This is a simple little tune out of the Portland collection called "The Wild One." It's in D Dorian. That's a mode, and I'm not going to explain that. D Dorian Gray. excellent so that was very good how do you feel you've been you've just performed on the radio <laughs> well i performed better when i was practicing it you get nervous in in these circumstances um <laughs> bruce, bruce mcintyre admonished me strongly to play something that i knew absolutely dead cold he, he told me that if i uh when you are under the stress of actually being in a one-shot no repeat situation that, it, it, that you will feel some pressure. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think that you did quite well under pressure. Well, I felt pressure. Now, that was just a one-off, but um, sometimes you decide, you know, at some point that you're going to make a record. Uh, I just wanted to put out there one other resource that's out there, and that is um, there are recording studios around here. We have Mill Pond recording studio around here, and... Um, to me, that's a place where a lot of folk musicians are going in to, to record their new music. And uh, I just wanted to put that out there because uh, Jim Prendergast, the guy that runs the place, actually, I, I know him. And I know that he does great folk music. And uh, a lot of people that are recording this stuff are actually putting it out there. And you actually brought in a recording from him, which made me mention that. Off his CD. Off his CD. Yeah, off his CD. Now, let me ask, is it just because you liked the song, or is it because he had a recording studio, or did you just say... Because I like the song. Just because you like the song. Okay, yeah. Uh, he is a recent arrival. He is an old uh, recording guy from down in Nashville, actually, and I play music with him sometimes as well. So, And he actually has a session as well at the Shaskeen in, in Manchester. Manchester. What night is that? 
That's on Saturday afternoon at 3. Oh, okay. Saturday afternoon at 3. See, I don't even know this stuff. I play music with them, and um, I haven't been down to Manchester in, in order to do this. But um, this is called Highland Laddie, and it's slowed down and lowered uh, to be more like a lullaby. Now, is this off his album? That's it's off his album. Okay, is it the one that's the lullaby album? It's the lullaby album. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to play this one right here, and then after that we're probably only going to have time for maybe one more. So let's enjoy this one while we can. That is really nice. All right, that was Jim Prendergast uh, recording. I can see why he brought it in now, actually. Now, if that is from his Lullaby album, I have to admit, you, if you do pick up that album, you really don't want to play it in the car. I bought it so that I could try to get my baby to take a nap. Oh. And I wind up myself, oh, i got to shake myself around a little bit to get the whole thing going. Listen, we have about zero time left, so I'm going to have to wrap it up. This is Local Folk with Steve Kerrigan. I've been with Jeff Murdoch today, and he's just a, a totally dynamite with learning... And um, picking up all this music, his house burnt down, he, he re, 
you know, reestablished his life, and it seems very much like it's dedicated to folk music, or if it's not totally dedicated to it, it's at least probably mostly dedicated to it. We've put in a lot of resources. You can get in touch with. Uh, so thanks for being here. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, if you need to email me about anything, I could probably put you in touch with him. It's S. Carrigan, S-C-A-R-R-I-G-A-N, at W-S-C-A-F-M dot O-R-G. And the last tune that I'm actually going to play uh, before we get under the radar on, actually, is something called, it's something in French. It's called The Confessing Fiddle in English, actually. And it's been something that, the reason that I want to end with it is because Jeff's been playing it, but he's also been teaching it to people and that's something that is really important to me uh this is the way the tradition continues is when you learn and then finally you teach so thank you very much everyone uh for listening in and we will see you next week with local folk